Revelation chapter 20. We'll be brief this morning in the message that the Lord has laid upon our heart. Uh, just want to deliver the burden mainly this morning and then uh, get out of the way and give the invitation. Revelation chapter number 20. And this is a text that I have preached from many times and some uh, all scripture. Uh, I know that we cannot exhaust it, but uh, seem like uh, the Lord has used this scripture a lot in my life, and I want to thank Him for it. Revelation chapter 20 and verse number 11. The Bible says, And I saw a great white throne, and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were open, and another book was open, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged every man according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Let's bow for a word of prayer, then you can be seated. Our dear loving Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for the good uh, singing and the good worship that we have experienced here this morning. Thank you for the Sunday school hour and for the offering, and I pray now that you'll bless the reading of thy word. God, I need your touch this morning. I don't want to just be a sounding brass and tinkling cymbal, but I pray this morning that you would give us liberty and help us to say only what you would have us to say. And God, we'll love you and we'll thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. You can be seated. I want to preach this morning on this subject on please search the book again. Please search the book again. And there is a lot of things in this passage of Scripture that are worthy to be noted. And if you have heard me preach from this passage, I'm sure you've heard me deal with these subjects before. But there's one subject in particular that I want to draw your attention to. And it is found in verse number 12 where the Bible says, And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. And the books were open, and another book was open, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. And then in verse number 15, the Bible says, And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Now, when we think about the great white throne judgment of God this morning, we could think about the throne itself and how that the Bible says in verse number 11, John says, and I saw a great white throne. We know that white symbolizes the purity and the power of the one that'll be sitting upon that throne. It's great because the one that sits there, everything about him is great. And we know that that is none other than the Lord Jesus Christ himself. The Bible says in the book of Matthew that the Father hath committed all judgment unto the Son. And so it'll be the Savior that'll judge the saved at the judgment seat of Christ, and he'll judge the lost here at the great white throne judgment of God. And then also we could talk about the dead that John mentions in verse number 12 as he talks about their status, as he said that they were both small and great. He talks about their standing, how that they stood before God. It's interesting to note that Jesus will be the one that will be judging us, but John says in verse number 12 that I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. God. We know that Jesus is the judge, but also Jesus Christ is God. Amen? He's the only begotten Son of God, but He is God Himself. Jesus said in one passage, if you've seen the Father, or if you've seen me, then you have seen the Father. And so we do believe in the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ, that He is God, that He was God in the flesh, and that He is God Himself. And so He talks about their standing and then their sentencing in verse number 12. As the Bible said, the book 
books were opened and the dead were judged at those things that was written in the books according to their works. And so these lost people are going to stand before God and they're going to be judged, my friend, and they're going to be sentenced according to their works here on earth. And then verse number 15 closes out by simply saying that whosoever's name was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire, talking about the suffering of the dead. And can I just stop and say this? If you're lost, there's a lot of reasons you ought to get saved, but one reason you should get saved this morning is because you don't want to suffer through eternity in the lake of fire. And hell is a real place, but there's a place far worse than hell, and it's found in verse number 15. It's the lake of fire. But what I want to draw your attention to this morning for just a few moments is the fact that in verse number 12 and verse number 15, John emphasizes something other than the throne and something other than the dead, and that is the books. Amen? And notice the Bible said in verse number 12, and I saw the dead small and great stand before God, and notice this, and the books were open, and another book was open, which is the book of life. Now here's what I see about these books in verse number 12. I see first of all that these books are plural. Amen? In other words, they're more than one book at this judgment. These are books, he says, they were books open, and then another book was open, which is the book of life. I see not only that they're plural, but that they're open books. In other words, these are not shut books like in Revelation chapter five, when the Bible said that no man was worthy to open the book or to to break loose the seals thereof. Only the Lamb of God could open that book. But here in Revelation chapter 20, there's more than one book at this judgment, and the Bible says that every one of these books are open. Now hear me this morning, sinner. If you're lost and you die without God, you're going to stand before God and you need to understand what's going to take place. At the great white throne judgment, there's going to be multiple books that are going to be open and the Bible talks about the distinction of these books. The Bible said the books were open and another book was open, which is the book of life. And so these books are separated for a particular purpose and a particular reason. And we'll see that here in just a moment, that each one of these books serve a distinctive purpose. And I want to say these books, my friend, are not only open and plural and distinctive, but I see in verse number 12 that they're important, amen, because the Bible said the dead were judged out of the things that was written in the books. You know, there's a lot of books in this world, isn't there? Man has written so many thousands and millions of books. But yet not one of them is as important as the books that are open at the great white throne judgment. I believe these books are the most important books that have ever been recorded and ever been shelved in, in, in time and eternity. And this morning, I want to take a brief look at these books that are open and this other book which is open, which is the book of life. You see, the Bible talks about these books. In Matthew chapter number 12 and verse number 36 and 37, the Bible tells us that one of these books that's going to be open is the book of words. The Bible says, but I say unto you that every idle word that man shall speak, they shall give an account thereof in the day of judgment. For by thy words thou shalt be justified, and by 
by thy words thou shalt be condemned. So one of these books that are going to be open is going to be a book of words. The Bible says that in that day we're going to give an account of every idle word that we'll speak. We'll give an account of it in the day of judgment. And so there's going to be the book of words that's going to be open. And my friend, that book of words that's going to be open is going to contain the conversation and the vocabulary of every man, woman, boy, and girl that has ever lived on this earth. Every word that we have spoken, heaven is keeping a record of it right now. And can I stop and say this? God does not need books for his own record keeping. For God is omniscient. He knows everything. Isn't that right? God remembers everything. God doesn't forget anything. I know the Bible said that he has chosen to forget our sins and he has chosen not to remember our sins no more. But that was a choice on God's part. God does not have to write something down so that he can remember it. He remembers all and he sees all. So why has this book of words been written down? Why is God right now recording the words that we are speaking, the things that we are saying? Why is heaven keeping such a distinctive and clear record? I'm gonna tell you why. It's not for God's part. It's because one day we're gonna all stand before God and my friend, that book of words is gonna be open and that book of words is gonna witness for us or witness against us in the day of judgment. One of the books that was open is the book of words. And then I want to say a second book that's going to be open is the book of conscience. In Romans chapter 2 and verse number 15, the Bible says, which show the work of the law written in their hearts, their conscience also bearing witness, and their thoughts the meanwhile accusing or else excusing one another. So we see the book of words. But then in Romans, the Bible talks about this book of conscience. And the Bible says that it's written in our hearts. God gave man a conscience. And the Bible said in Romans 2 and verse 15 that that conscience is gonna bear witness of our thoughts, either accusing or excusing us in that day of judgment. So at the great white throne judgment, my friend, there's gonna be for the lost, there's gonna be that book of words. But then there's gonna be that book of conscience. You see, no man will stand before God and say, I didn't get a fair chance in life. You know why that is? Because God gave man a conscience. And my friend, that conscience was written in his heart to know the difference between good and evil, to know the difference between right and wrong, to know that there is a God in heaven. The Bible said in Romans chapter one, doth not nature itself even teach us that there is a God. You know why that is? Because God made man a free moral agent. He gave man a body, a soul, and a spirit. And in that spirit, God gave him a conscience to be able to discern. In other words, man is not an animal. Isn't that right? Man's not just a dumb animal, but man has been given a conscience. He knows that there are laws in this life. And listen, whether he's ever heard the gospel or not, there's just something inside of man to know the difference between right and wrong. Amen. And the Bible says that the book of conscience is gonna be open. You know what that means? That means every time you heard the word of God preached, you were faced with a decision as to what to do with that. By the way, these same books are evident and these same books are, can be applied to the saved as well as the lost this morning. This book of conscience is, 
his record of every time that I was out there somewhere in life and I was faced with a decision to either do what was right or wrong, nobody else was around, but my conscience was bearing me record. Now don't do that or you should do this. And, and you know what? I made a choice and that book of conscience is gonna have that record written there whenever you and I chose between good and evil, right and wrong. You see, if you sit behind a computer, nobody else may not be sitting around you and as you begin to click on that dial and go through that computer. Listen, if you go to avenues that you're not supposed to go to before you ever even even get there, your conscience will bear you witness and will say, don't do that. That's not right. You shouldn't look at that. You shouldn't be on that website. You shouldn't be there. You say, well, preacher, I, I looked and nobody ever knew anything. Oh, there's a record of it, friend. It's in that book of conscience. Uh, God wrote it down and God kept a record of your conscience telling you, don't do this or do that. Isn't it amazing and isn't it a blessing that God gave us a conscience, amen? Yes, that we don't just go through life. You know why animals uh, feel no shame for the things that they do? I mean, you never see animals with clothes on and they feel no shame for nakedness. They feel no shame for the things that they do. You know why? Because an animal doesn't have a conscience, amen? And whenever a man crosses God's deadline and turns a deaf ear to God, guess what he'll start acting like? He'll start acting like a, an animal when his conscience gets seared with a, with a, with a, with a, with a hot iron. You see sometimes Sometimes we look at people and say, why do they do the things that they're doing? It may very well be that they don't have a conscience anymore. Brother, if you still have a conscience, if you can still hear the voice of God, you need to do something about it this morning. I've witnessed to people. And had them turn me away. I've seen them get sick and getting health, their health get bad and family call you by their bedside to witness to them again, Brother Charles. But their conscience was gone. You could lean over in their ear and you could quote the scripture. I've leaned in their ear many times and I'm sure this pastor has as well and have said to them, if you can hear me, you need to call on God. And that person leaves and goes out into eternity and the family comes and says, preacher, do you think they got saved? I don't know. I don't know if they had a conscience. You see, you ought to get saved while you're able and you ought to get saved while you're aware that you need to be saved. Because anybody in this building, including me, could have a stroke today and not even know you're in this world for the next 10 years. And friend, there's no hope. I see the book of words. I see the book of conscience. And then there's the book of secrets. The Bible talks about this in Ecclesiastes chapter number 12. The word of God said, in that day when God shall, shall judge the secrets of men by Jesus Christ according to my gospel. That's Romans 2 and verse number 16. But in Ecclesiastes 12 and verse number 14, the Bible said, for God shall bring every work into judgment with every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. Did you hear what Romans said? That in the day when God shall judge the secrets of men by Jesus Christ. Listen, there is a book of words. There is a book of conscience. But then there is a book my friend of secrets this morning. You may do something and hide it. But God wrote it down. Proverbs 15 verse 3 said the eyes of the Lord are in every place beholding the evil and the good. There's nothing hidden from God. The Bible says but all things will be open and naked in that day of judgment. God has a book of secrets this morning. Can't hide from the Lord. It's wrote down. The books were open. A book of 
of words, a, a book of conscience, a book of secrets, and then a book of public works. The Word of God said in 2 Corinthians chapter 11 and verse number 14, verse number 15, Therefore it is no great thing if his minister also be transformed as the minister of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their works. The Bible said in Matthew chapter 16 and verse number 26, For what is it profit a man? If he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul, or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? But listen to this. For the Son of Man shall come in the glory of his Father with his angels, and then shall he reward every man according to his works. Again, Ecclesiastes 12 and verse number 14. For God shall bring every work into judgment with every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. You say, preacher, what are you saying? I'm saying there is a book of public works. God has kept a record of our works down here on earth. Even in our text this morning, two different times, if you'll notice in Revelation 20, the Bible says talking about lost people that they were judged every man according to his works. How is God going to judge a man according to his works without a record? God has kept a record. You see, just like if you get in the military, and in the military they write your name, your social security number, your ranking. Uh, listen, they, they keep a record of your years of service and, and your discharge, whether it was an honorable or a dishonorable discharge. The, listen, the military has kept records uh, just like that, just like the government keeps records of our date of birth and our date of death and, and all all of those different status. God has got records in heaven and he has a record of public works this morning. The deeds that we have done, the life that we have lived. The books were open. The book of public works, the, the book of conscience, the, the book of secret words or secrets and the, the book of words, but then there, there's the book of all books. Brother Lady, I thought about this. I, I read here in this text and I read throughout the word of God, but, but, but Brother uh, Ronnie, I don't see anywhere in the scriptures where, and maybe I'm overlooking something. If you do, please know, please help me, but I don't see anywhere in the Bible where the Bible declares that the Bible will be at the great white throne judgment. But you know it would have to be because the very book that saves us would be the very book that would judge a man. And at the great white throne judgment, those are, uh, my friend, this is a judgment of people who rejected God and, and did not want to hear the gospel, but the very gospel that could have saved them would be the very gospel, my friend, that will judge them. And I thought, well, the Bible talks about the book of secrets, the book of words, the book of conscience. It, it talks about even the book of life, but where at the judgment will be the, the book of all books? Where will be the Bible? Then it dawned on me the other day. The judge on that throne. The Bible said in John chapter number one, in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God and the word was God. You know, I don't know, Brother Cape. I'm not saying that it won't be because I just don't know. I don't know if the written word is going to be there at the great white throne judgment. I'm not saying that it's not, but I'm proud. here's what I do know. I don't know if the written word is going to be there, but I know the living word is going to be there. And sure as just you could turn a page in the Bible, Jesus Christ himself, the very word of God in living form, will be sitting upon that throne. And when man looks at him, 
It will not matter what man will say. Jesus Christ is the very word of God. He'll be able to quote any passage. He'll be able to quote any chapter. The very living word may quote the very written word to sinners that day, but the Bible, the book of all books is gonna be at this judgment. Now think about this for just a moment and I'll close here in just a minute. The Bible said in verse number 12, and the books were open. All these books are open. The, the book of conscience, the book of words, the book of secrets, the book of public works, the Bible itself. These books are open. I want to tell you what these books are, friend. These books are separate from the book of life because these books are open for the purpose of judging man. They're open to, to reveal man for who he really is. This is lost humanity. And my friend, God will judge every man, the Bible says, according to their works out of those books. I want to do something this morning. I, I want to use a few people, Brother Ladd, if you and Brother Laddie and and uh, Brother Craig, if you'll come, and Brother Lamar, you come this morning. Brother Jeffrey, you come today. I want you to stand right here on these steps, just spread out different. I want you to stand on different. Somewhere is in eternity. We that are saved are going to stand to the side. We're going to witness as the law stands before God at the great white throne. And I don't know if it'll be an angel. kind of believe that it would be. Maybe it'll be the judge himself. But as the jury, the saved are called in to stand and witness, the lost will come before. The sea will give up the dead that are in them. And then the books are going to be open. As these books are open, they're going to be open just like this, I believe. The book of the book of words is going to be open. And then the book of public works is going to be open. The book of conscience is going to be open and the book of secrets are going to be open. And then Jesus Christ, the living word himself, the very Bible in living form will be there. And the Bible says the dead are going to be judged out of the things that are written in those books. Lost people is going to come before God and they're going to stand before God. You boys come here just a minute. I'm talking about a sea of people. And it's not going to be families that's going to come and it's not going to be congregations that's going to come. But one by one, they're going to come. And this sinner we know that is not saved because he has rejected the gospel. He has spurned the invitation. One by one, beginning with those books, the judge is going to judge them of the life that everything they have said and done is going to be recorded in their books. But then, the Bible says, stand right here, Brother Brett. The Bible says another book was open, which is the book of life. 
I want to say something about these books. Why does the Bible in verse 12 separate this book from these books? The books were open and another book was open, which is the book of life. Then in verse number 15, the Bible doesn't mention those books, but it mentions, and whosoever's name was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Why is this book so much more important? Why is it so separate from this? I'm going to tell you why. Because it's in those books that the sinner is going to be judged, but it's in this book that the sinner is going to be condemned. They'll be judged in verse 12 according to their works to determine their place in the lake of fire. But then an angel will stand and these books will be open. This book will be open. I want to say something about this book of life. Perhaps the sinner, you boys can be seated. Perhaps the sinner this morning will stand before God and as the books are open, perhaps he'll plead his case. I'm sorry. I didn't mean that everything will be open on that day. Perhaps he'll plead his case. Don't put me in the lake of fire. If you are going to put me in the lake of fire, please give me another chance. Lord, did I not prophesy in thy name? Did I not cast out devils? Did I not do many wonderful works? Now think about this. The Bible talks about in the book of Exodus and the book of Psalms, and I'll not read the passages this morning for the sake of time, but the Bible talks about the book of life. Then in Revelation chapter 3, it talks about God makes a promise, I'll not blot your name out of the book of life. What is the book of life? The book of life is that book that contains the names of every person that's ever been born here on earth that ever had life. Their name is written in the book of life. Then the Bible talks about the Lamb's book of life. The book of life is God's book. It's God is the creator of life. Can I get an amen right there? So God has a book, the book of life of every person that's ever been given life by our creator. And then there's the Lamb's book of life. Remember when Jesus said in Luke chapter number 10, don't rejoice because the demons are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names have been written in heaven. There's another book. There's the Lamb's book of life. That first book determines and records the, the, the name of every person that's ever been born physically. But the Lamb's book of life records the name of every person that's ever been born spiritually. But the Lamb's book of life is not at this judgment because those that are standing before God, we know they've never been born again. So why is the book of life open? Because God said in the book of Revelation and as Moses even prayed himself that the names of those that are in that book could be blotted out. I think once your name has been written in the Lamb's book of life, it can never be blotted out because you've been born again. But those that have just physical life, God said, I'll blot their name out. And my friend, by the time we get to Revelation 20 and the great white throne judgment, the Lamb's book of life and the book of life, they read identical. In other words... Those that will stand at the great white throne judgment, have their, their names are no longer recorded. Their names have been blotted out just as the word of God says. And they'll stand there and as these books are open, they'll plead their case and they'll, and they'll plead for, for forgiveness and mercy and they'll say, Lord, have we not done this? Have we not done that? But you know what Jesus is gonna say to them? Then will I profess to them. Listen to this. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Now notice this. For I never knew you. You know what's going to happen that day? That angel's going to open that book of life. And 
And whosoever's name was not found written in the book of life was cast in the lake of fire. It's as if they were never even born. Their identity has been erased for time and for eternity. My friend, you know how God's going to wipe away all tears from our eyes? Because those that die without God and are cast in the lake of fire are never, it's going to be as if they never even lived. They were never even born. You say, preacher, where does that put us at today? I'm going to tell you where it puts us at, friend. Thank you, Brother Caleb. Thank you, men. You know where it puts us at today? If you're here this morning, you got physical life, and the Holy Ghost deals with your heart about being saved, you ought to run to this altar this morning. If you've never been saved, now is the time. Today is the day of salvation. If I was sitting in church, and I, I, I wouldn't care if I was a visitor or a member, Brother Cave. I think we got a lot of lost church members too. Play church. Right, can I say this? If you're one of these people that you get right every six months and you can't stay right, you need a good dose of salvation. Amen. Amen. You don't need a recap. You need to be re- you need to be born again is what you need. If you're here this morning and you say, Preacher, I'm not ready. I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. Brother Allen's going to sing his song this morning. I asked him a few weeks ago to sing his song. I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. When them books are open and that other book is open, the book of life and the dead are judged out of the things written in the books. And whosoever's name was not found written in the book of life is cast in the lake of fire. There's going to be some people that's going to say exactly what he's going to sing this morning. They're going to say, please search the book again. Would you look one more time and make sure my name is not in that book? Friend, I'm not asking you if you made a profession. I'm not asking you if you've been baptized. I'm not asking you if you joined a church. I'm asking you the most important question that you're ever going to be asked in this walk of life. Is your name in the Lamb's book? Is your name in the book of life this morning? Is your name in the Lamb's book of life? I really believe I'm preaching to people that are visiting, that are lost. And I think I'm preaching to some church members today. Can't stay out of trouble because you're just an old goat that needs to be born again. You need to be saved.